When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, this is Chesney Hawks here. You are watching my Hammers Eleven with the one and only Russ. Hi everybody, Russ and my Hammers Eleven. Hope you're safe and well. If you're channel, please consider subscribing and hit the bell icon so you may do anytime we put new content on. As always, I'd like to thank a lovely channel sponsors on Tuckett. Check them out in the description below. I'm back in the garage. Uh, Tom, basically, I, I was kicked out. I wasn't kicked out of the garage, but like the whole day today, I've been in, inside because we've got builders. And oh, I just felt wrong. Just felt wrong. But I'm back I'm back in home home ground now, so it's all good. Um, today, yes, exactly. Just for you, Tom. Just for you, man. Great. Uh, we've got Tom, Tom Burford. How are you doing, my man? How's things with you, buddy? Good. I'm good. Um, I was very fragile this morning after the uh, England game. Yeah. It felt, just for a second, it felt like life back to normal when we were yeah. celebrating Raheem Sterling put us 1-0 up. And then... Great moment. It was. It was brilliant. I mean, it was great. It was right. And also, it's like this, this the first time we've won a, our opening European Cup yeah. game ever isn't it so yeah look, it's um yeah i know what you mean it was like i felt really like yesterday i woke up with like a a, a real extra bounce in my step and yeah and it was just weird because it's like i'm not as I said, i've said before i'm not a massive like england fan but when it comes to tournaments i sort of i'm such a turncoat and and i'm all all in and yeah, yeah. i was like yeah i was listening to the radio and listening to all the previews and getting really into it and uh yeah, now roll on, roll on Scotland Friday night. Woof. Well, they, I don't know how they lost today. Um, Kafau had a brilliant game, and I'm, he did. I, you must have seen the second goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my word. Well, Suchek, of course. He had the yeah. Assist They've not given me the assist points on <laughs> fantasy. I'm, I'm going to write to UEFA. Have a word. Have mm. a word. Poor old, poor old sweaters, though. Hell of a goal. Hell of a goal. Yeah, and it's. It's set up quite nicely for, for Friday because, I mean, they've got to come out and play um, to get some points. Otherwise, uh, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what we were saying at work. We um, we booked ourselves a meeting at two o'clock today uh, nice. to uh, watch that. And that's exactly what we said. 
they if we'd have you know if they if they'd have won today they could well afford to just sit back and fr frustrate us but they with Croatia coming in the in the third game they're mm. going to have to come out and try and get something now yeah definitely so um that's going to play into our hands because it'll open up a bit and I'll be interested yeah. to see I you know I, I I was thinking I really don't I really don't want him to play two defensive midfielders but I thought Rice and Phillips were excellent together they, were. they played really well and together they? I actually would actually quite like that to stick now um mm. Yeah, do you think? We'll do you think? Do you think Calvin's wait? Calvin's place is sort of he's like the stand-in for when Henderson comes back in, and he would I, no, him. not no. for me. Hen Henderson, no, Philip no, Phillips I'm, is I'm way better, I'm way better than Henderson. I'm afraid. No, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. I just think you know, like he has his favourites. Like Raheem was a bit of a oh, okay, um, and and clearly Jordan's one of his favourites because you know. He did say he's not going to pick anyone who's injured. Hello. Yeah, well. And Harry. That's right. Um, Maguire. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. 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 But as long as, you know, as I said, we've, the, the West Ham boys have done all right so far. Obviously, Yarmolenko scoring and, and uh, of course, he'll score because you put him on the left foot, he'll always score. And mm. uh, and obviously, Sufel getting a good assist today and uh, Deck playing well. And um, Fabianski wasn't in goal. So, for Poland, so that's good. So, you know. Yeah, you know, he would have saved a couple of those shots, definitely. So yeah, he's going all right. Yeah, it's all yeah. right. Yeah, I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to. It. I'm not. I'm, I'm proper into it now. I wasn't into it, but now I've got a sticker book, and you know, and I think Flo was like interested for about five minutes opening stickers until she realised she didn't know any of them. Didn't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's not Israel. not quite got the magic. It's not got the magic of the France '98 album. I've got to say because I felt like I knew everybody. Yeah, in the France '98 album, but when you when you're unwrapping a, a North Macedonian left back you've never heard of, it's not quite as exciting. No, no, no. Doesn't quite but, um, doesn't quite feel your excitement than getting a I don't know, a uh Didier Deschamps or uh or someone like that. You know, I know exactly what you mean. But it's it's uh, yeah. I just find it strange. I just find it how they can fill up because I haven't I haven't properly looked at all the the stickers and, and check they're actually in the squad because obviously they would have printed this a while ago these <laughs> these things it's all bloody 2020 so i reckon yeah. there'll be some right weirdo weirdo things turn up particularly the england squad like, oh jesse lingard yeah whatever bloody De sad. declan rice was still playing for ireland when they made it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he's not even in the team <laughs> oh bless him um so obviously you know we've spoken about it enough you know but we've done all right this season looking forward to next season now tom now we've yeah. got Moises, now Moises signed. Yeah, I, I was, I was never worried about that. No, um, I've got a good friend of mine who's an Everton fan. He said, "Look, obviously I'd love him back, but he'd mm. be an absolute muppet to yeah to do that." And I don't think he's a muppet. So mm. I was, yeah, pleased. But I, well, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I think he's he'd be he'd be stupid to when he's got a good thing going after a. You know whether it's completely his fault or not. He's had a couple of failures at Sunderland and and uh, Sociedad, and I do think that was a the worst time to take over at United. Um, oh yeah, definitely. And I do. Uh, you, it does make me wonder if Ferguson maybe had an inkling that he couldn't take that team any further. I think um, so. I think so. Without that major investment, it wasn't going to get the investment. It was an aging squad, and and you know he knew when to. It, very similar to. Uh, Mr. Wenger, I think. Yeah. Same thing. Jump ship when it was all looking a bit crap. Um, and 
and yeah, I think I mean I think people forget. You know, he was what a great job he did at Everton and Pete yeah. and at Preston as well. You know, and something about him, man. There's something about him. I just think it's his work ethic. I just think it's his his the way he gets a team, he galvanizes a team together. And um, you know, I know I know you know Declan probably being out maybe probably cost us Champions League, but still, you know, how many injuries have we had all season? Um, you know, we never really had a fully fit squad all season, to be fair. Um, and we still managed to finish, you know, record points tally, record wins tally. That's what cost us. Um, yeah. Just not not having the, the strength and depth to rotate hmm. the closer it got to the end of the season. Um, that's what's cost us in the end. I mean, because, you know, I'm not comparing this to a City or a, United or a Chelsea or whatever, but they're able to, they can spend 20 or 30 million yeah. on someone yeah. they know is just going to be a squad player and they can yeah. just rotate. But we don't yeah. have that luxury, no. which is what made it such a good season. It's so, you know, I know we finished fifth in 98-99, um, but I think it was a more level playing field then. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't the... The foreign investment then the big foreign investment no no, um, no you're right you're right it was it was that with that time it was yeah it was a re- relatively level playing field there wasn't a massive um influx really of foreign-based players either really to be fair it sort of started to, towards the beginning towards the end of the red nap era i think so sort of just before 95 96 there was a few in we had Darnie and boogers and but it was it was like you're, you're right. There wasn't. I mean, the Bramovich wasn't in. You know, you didn't have obviously. You didn't have the the shakes of Man City. You didn't. You know, so it wasn't necessarily all about. You know, he still had the class of '92, still knocking about Man United, and also had the invincible seasons and stuff like that. So yeah, you're totally right. It was it was it was a slightly more level playing field, money, monetary speaking. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I just think that. I just think it's remarkable when you just, it's just a turnaround. It's like, you know, finished last year, every finished 40 or 50, I can't remember last year, season for last. This year we've been fit, you know, finished sixth. And we haven't really had to think about relegation after about what game week three. The first two weeks were pretty shocking. And then from then on, it was like, do you know what? We're going to be all right, I think. We're going to be all right. Well, this year. to be fair, even that Arsenal game, we were very unlucky to, yeah. to not get at least a point out of that. Yeah. Um, they basically stuck their two chances away, um, yeah. and we we get we we were more than a match for them on the day. Yeah, and uh, not not so much to say that the Wolves result was coming, but I think then when you go and then win the game at Leicester as well, mm. you start to think, well, could we do something this season? I think, and we and did, I, and I think it's I think it's just like all the everything just like. And, and what's frustrating to me is that it feels like we, we we do another one of them games, you know, towards the end of the season. It was like, you know, a real sort of, a di- I always said it on a lot of the shows, we, yeah, we, we were due a dick in, we are due to really turn someone over again. And we didn't really, after those first, after Wolves and, Le- Wolves and Leicester, um, you know, we had good games, but it was obviously with them and concede quite often. So, you know, like, we'd win we'd three up and then we'd, you know, draw three draw or three two or things like that and i just like i would like to just do a couple more of those games where we just turn people over properly but look we're splitting hairs we're in europa we're gonna have you know at least three away days hopefully boris will let us out by then um should do by sort of september october i hope um and yeah it'd be great it'd be great european days back at west ham back at london stadium hopefully full capacity by august 
I can't wait for St. Johnston away. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> you know we're going to get him. We know we're going to get him. But and it's like whether I want to go, whether I want the Payet derby, whether I want the Real Betis derby, you know, the, the Pellegrini derby. I don't know which one I want. But Pellegrini might be the Everton manager by then. Who knows, you know? No, I, no, I, I, I don't, I can't see it. They, they'd be better off getting Deitch, I think. That's what that's what I'm surprised that no one's really like we've like here like the palace jobs been up or anything like that. Deitch is like one man who you should get in. But if you if you you know someone like Palace, he'd be brilliant at Palace. You know he hasn't got a lot of money to spend. He's got enough. And I know all about Palace now because I've watched e- Where Eagles Dare on Amazon Prime, which is a great series. You have to see it's brilliant. Ah, oh, yeah. Now I love things like this, and mm. somebody told me about this on Saturday. Yes. How is there a lot of failure in it? Um, I know what you mean. I don't, yeah, I don't like the game. I don't, I, that's why I like the Sunderland ones. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, there is relative failure. Well, I suppose it's failure in the respect of, um, well, yeah, because they think that they're going to win the title and they end up not winning the title, and there's a, a period, and, and then Bolton to come in for Dougie Freeman, and then in Holloway comes in. Um, so there is there is a relative. It's not oh, all plain so sailing. This is peak. Mm. This is peak nineties then as well. So yeah, it's got no, all it's, of the action. Yes, no, it's not. It's two thousand and two thousand twelve. Really? Yes. Oh, Dougie Friedman as manager. As manager, yeah. As Sorry, manager. I thought you yeah, meant yeah, as a yeah. player. Sorry, no, as, as a manager. So yeah, it's really and so it starts off with George Burley, obviously, and he was a mm. complete failure. And then Dougie took over as full time coach, and then do and then Bolton pinch him. Um, and do you know what? I quite like, I, I don't like Palace, but I quite like Steve Parrish. He comes across really nice in it, like really well. Um, and it's a bit like, oh, aren't we, aren't we all great? We're like a fan club, but it's a good, it's a really well shot one. You know, sometimes I find, I don't like, I mean, I, I don't, I like the all or nothing ones. Didn't like the Man I, United, the Man City one was pretty rubbish. Cause Tot- Tottenham was, Tottenham was reasonably enjoyable Yeah, when they went, they went, when they knew they weren't going to get in the Champions League, that yeah. was enjoyable. The Sunderland one is, it's like The Office. It's yes. like a mockumentary. The, the second series is, particularly, definitely. I would be so embarrassed of yeah. that, but it is compelling television because oh, it it's just absolute nonsense behind the scenes. What's that guy's name? Is it someone... M- He's the, Scot- um, the Scottish guy. Oh, Char- the Scottish guy. Um, in the first series, but then Charlie somebody in the... Char- in the yeah, Charlie, what's name, is, is, the, is the head. Do you know what? It's like, I think if you could write a football sitcom about... A sitcom about a football club. That's basically what it'll be. You've got the the crazy, the the, the blue sky thinking, you know, yeah. marketing manager. Oh, we're going to do this and we're going to encourage that. Like when they were doing the bit where he was listening to the tracks. Um, oh, no. But the thing is that ha- that's happened to me though. But with Alan Pardew, with Pards, you know I mean? yeah, you've said Pards. yeah. So I know it happens, but it's funny. It's just funny seeing it, and it's funny because we're sort of messaging ourselves, like me and my my t- the team I do at West Ham. And they're like, oh my god, this is like not under the current lob. This is like ten years. Ago. I remember this. It's just like it's like yeah, it is. It's really similar. It's but I love them. I love. Them. I like the American ones as well because the American ones is always like they always pick. A really good i think what they do is i think someone told me they they actually 
um, follow three or four teams, like um, NFL teams, and then they do the, the whole documentary almost. And then whoever has the shittiest season or the best season, they'll pick. And it's usually right. the shittiest season. No, right. Brilliant. And particularly, I think it was the LA Rams. The LA Rams one was a brilliant one where, they, where literally the opening scene was the coach saying he was leaving. And then, it, then the credits <laughs> come up. Brilliant. Well, you know exactly. He got me hooked. He got me hooked. Is it bad performance? Has he got another scandal? But anyway, yeah, it's very, very There's good. some. I mean, the, the one that I'd always recommend to people is, and it's horrible for fans of Chester City, but there's one on Chester City that was made in the either late 90s or early 2000s. And it's about an American guy, and I can't remember his name now, but he took over Chester City as chairman. Um, and he was an American football coach and then installed himself as manager um, with just a background in American football and just some of the Americanisms. And it's just, you literally cannot it. believe, you cannot believe what you're watching. It is absolutely it. and, it's all, and it's in four by three as well, even better. Yeah. Oh yeah. my. And it America, is. It's called an American dream documentary. Yeah. So there we go. On the, uh, very good. And that is just like, do you watch, have you seen, have you seen Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso on, on Apple TV? It's, a, it's, a, it's about an American, they get, Someone it's about, said about yeah, that. Premier, it's like a Premier League club and they bring over an American coach, like American football coach to, yeah. like, she, like she's deliberately trying to ruin the club and he becomes really, it's really, really good. It's really funny. Well, that, that documentary is like that, but it is, yeah. it actually happened. Yeah, I've got it. I'm going to have to watch that. I love it. But I love those guys. And it's those hidden gems you find now because you've got yeah. time, haven't you? You've yeah. got time to find those hidden gems. And Christ, Joe's watching bloody Friends from episode one. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, Christ, God. it's not that bad. But I've already done The Office twice. So I thought, oh, yeah, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, now I'm going to watch that. That's, that, that's, yeah, that's, no, that's, a, that's a goodie. That's a good yeah. one. Well, there's not obviously football because there's so much bloody football. So it's like, you know, um, They'll have an off day soon, won't there? Be a time where, uh, you know, there's one of those days where you have all the like, three games, only have a three games every day. And there's like mm. a day which is like a rest day and no one knows what to do with themselves. Well, yeah, I, I can only imagine it's when, you know, someone who's who's trying to clear themselves of addiction, uh, yeah. like the first day of it or something. That's what I can yeah. imagine what it's like. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, or you deliberately flick on at two o'clock and there's no game. Yeah. What? What's going on? Or like the under the hammer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, unfortunately, the, the Ericsson thing, wasn't it? And then and they had like, I don't know, Grand Force, Garden Force turns up or whatever. And you're like, what? What? Yeah, Surely yeah. it's something better we can put on than this. But uh, anyway, we digress as we always do. Um, why West Ham, Tom? Why West Ham? Uh, because that was, a hell of a, that was a hell of a segue. Isn't that? That's a great. <laughs> yeah, I'll do look. Se- segways and... 90s football failure documentaries are my two favourite things, so that's great. Um, Basically, my dad's a dirty glory hunter, really, Russ, Um, (laughs) which sounds ridiculous for for West Ham United. But, um, yeah, I'm Winchester, Hampshire, born and bred. I live in Swindon now. Um, But my dad, the the first first game of football he ever watched on, on telly in black and white at my granddad's house, in a little village called Swanmore, uh, just outside Winchester, was the 64 Cup final against Preston. And uh, he remembers wanting West Ham to win because, you know, we had Moore and Hurst and Peters and 
all these exciting players, but we mm. were underdogs on the day. Um, I think at the time in that game, it, I'm sure this is right, Howard Kendall set the record, which stood for a long, long time, for the youngest player to start a cup final, I think. Wow. Um, but they West Ham were massive underdogs on that day. Yeah. And then basically we went on a cup winning spree, uh, which lasted another two seasons. Yeah. Uh, so the cup winners cup in 65, obviously compounded it. And then everybody hates us saying it, but then the world cup in 66. Yeah. Uh, and that basically, he was a West Ham fan after that. Um, used to watch them. Uh, he used to have friends. He used to go down the Dell. Um, he used to go and see Southampton yeah, uh, whenever West Ham played down there. He had a friend, Jacko, who's a Leicester fan, went up to Filbert Street with him, uh, went down to Portsmouth a couple of times. But I, I believe this is right. He went, I mean, he went to the 70, he went to the 75 cup final. He went to the 1980 cup final because in those days they used to give, um, local football referees tickets you get South two tickets um and the ref so we were the only west ham fan i know around here so you can you can go so we took his took his tickets with him um but i'm i'm sure this is right his first game at upton park was my first game um which was uh 1997 we beat sheffield wednesday 5-1 um and this shirt actually uh, was the shirt my dad wore that day? Actually, he um, there was a ceremonial handing over of the shirt um, ahead of the last game at Upton Park. Um, <laughs> so I wore this on the last game at Upton Park and just didn't give it back. I've just kept it. <laughs> oh, I love it! I yeah. love it. Oh, what a great story! It's but funny. It's funny you how just many get bitten. You do. You do, and it's funny how many people we've spoken to and even if it's like not them but their dad or whatever the the effect of of getting to a cup final has on some people you know picking mm. the team and christ yeah i mean it's loads on it like i always i always revert back to uh paul mcginley because he was like he'd watched it in it like as you said like the first game like the first game in color he ever saw was the 1975 cup fa cup final and obviously you know fulham turned up in black and white and he's like well you can see yeah. black and white, you know, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's claret and blue team. I like this team. <laughs> um, and then that's great. And then, like, 50 years later, you know, and it's the same with your dad as well. That's mental. Uh, that's yeah. great. It's a lovely story. I love, I love the fact that, regardless of that, your yours and his first game up to part was probably the same game. Love it. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm certain that's right. I'm certain that's right. He went to the um, he went to the 91, 1991 semi final at Villa Park as well. Yeah. And he said, oh, I've just never, never known an atmosphere like it. The 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 playoff semi-finals against Ipswich ran it close, yeah. he said, but he's just never he's never known an atmosphere like that at a game. No, and especially when we interviewed a lot of people who, who played in that and they were they were they felt somewhat embarrassed by it all because, you know, like they had this support and they hadn't won it and you know, everyone's like chant like singing like from about you know Billy Bond's club for like yeah, the whole game, and mm. he, you know he's like we, didn't, we lost quite heavily at the end, but um, it's like when they see, but it's like it's it's not necessarily the game. It's the, as you said, it's the atmosphere, isn't it? So yeah. people talk about the Ipswich game and and obviously last season the game of the bowling and and all that type of stuff, and 
it's not necessary. I mean, a lot of people I interview go, what's your, do you remember your first game? Not really, but I remember, I, I remember the smell. I remember this. Yeah. I remember it's like real, like a real sensory thing. Football is, I mean, that's, it's great that you can watch every game on the telly at the moment. It's great. But it, people miss that, that inter, that's that grass smell and, and that burger smell or, or popcorn smell at London stadium. Um, you know, that sort of, you know, I mean, that's sort of buttery, but the, yeah, um, but, you know, it's, it's or stale beer. That's the one I always love. That stale, stale beer. Yeah. That's one of my favorite smells when you walk past a pub and it smells like, like stale, soggy beer mats, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, and it's, yeah, that's a great smell. That is, I, to, I, I, I always think it. if I was in charge of, the the Sophie does all of the you know she gets the Glade plugins and things yes. like that. If I if I lived on my own, I think I'd get a stale beer one. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to love I used to love when you walk past a pub. I remember we, when I was young, we used to go to a, a cinema next door. There was a pub. You'd have to walk past it, and obviously people would smoke there as well. And you'd yeah. want that waft of of fags and stale beer. It was like oh, yeah. I remember we used to go to the rugby quite a lot as well, and that walk from Twickenham station to, to the, to the ground. And I remember one year they were handing out free um, Hamlets, like, you know, just like as a promotion and the whole place smelled of like Hamlet cigars. Oh, that smell. Oh, I just love that. Oh, it's funny. It's like petrol, isn't it? Oh, wouldn't do that now. No, I couldn't <laughs> do that now. Jesus. Can you imagine the lawsuits, the lawsuits, but yeah, it's like we were in we feel like the car yesterday and flow like opened the door. What are you doing? Oh, I love the smell of petrol. Oh, quite right. I I do prefer diesel. I've got to say. Yeah, well, we, it was it was diesel. She didn't know the difference, but yeah. Yeah, diesel. I think that they were and I, I seem to remember. I'm pretty. I I don't know any way of checking this, but I'm pretty sure on the, that first game in '97, they were handing out promotional. You know the Kellogg squares, the yeah. Rice Krispies with yeah. the. If you had yeah. that as one of your snacks yet, Russ? You had no, that as a, no. And the thing is, ironically. I've bought cupboards full of them. Yeah. Is that sort of flow out? Because flows, that's the only thing flows allowed at school. You know, it's not allowed chocolate or whatever as a snack, but they, but that's the thing they can get away with. And so, yeah, that's all we've got. And I like them. We've got them all. We've got them. We've got the, the uh, birthday cake ones. They're quite nice. My, my yeah. lad is exactly the same. He was, we popped, you know what it's like after Christmas when, you, when you've got all the leftover celebrations that yeah. nobody likes. I think Sophie literally popped a Mars bar in his lunchbox. And it got sent back. Can't have that. It's a chocolate bar. But then he had school dinners the next week and had a chocolate bomb for pudding. So Thatcher's Britain. <laughs> Thatcher's Britain. <laughs> it makes no sense, isn't it? It makes no sense. It's like yeah. Flo, she says to me, probably shouldn't say something like, but she says to me, Daddy, right? Can you like because she used to she only allowed water mm. in her bottle. And it's like one of those chili bottles and those. So um we went with flavoured water. Hello. Always find, always find an angle, Tom. Always find an angle. Yeah. And then so she's like, oh, it's, it's quite nice. But then one day I forgot I put the wrong water in and it was like sparkling <sighs> instead of like still. And they're quite pressurized, those bottles. And so she took it off and it was like champagne. <laughs> what have you got in there, Florence? I don't know. My daddy put it in there. Oh, thanks. Stitch me right up there. Stitch me right yeah. up. She's chucked you under the bus. So always, any opportunity. One or the other gets chucked under the bus. Yeah. No, I haven't done that as a snack. I'm not, I'm not doing snacks at the moment. I'm doing guess the players I get in my stickers from the Euro 2020s. That's quite fun. God, now now I now I want it to be the summer holiday because I want to get involved with that. Yeah. My, my days that I can watch you now are 
Thursdays <laughs> and Fridays are my days now that I can watch. Well, there we go. There we so go. I'll be um, I'll be going through my doubles and God, checking. God, yeah, I haven't had any doubles yet. I've done all right, although I've only opened five packs. But and then my first first one. First one was Vladimir Sufal. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't, couldn't make it up. Really? It up. Yeah. First one out of the packet was Vladimir. That's God good. bless him. So that's that's my that's completed it. Just see that and Thomas Suchek completed it. Um. Anyway, anyway, we digress as we always do. Um. In in terms of your your hammers eleven, Tom. Um. So obviously, every time we get on the channel, we get them to do an eleven. Now, obviously, you're going a bit off piste. You've you've gone for three at the back. Okay, okay. We allow, allow it. I allow it, Tom. I allow it. I allow it. I allow it. So we're going through it back. Okay. Anyway, does anyway, We'll come to that. If we had to pick a goal, who's gonna who's gonna be in goal for the Burford eleven? Who, who's gonna be between the sticks? Um, I think if I'd been going to West Ham early than '97, I was lucky enough to see McCloskey play on that first game, but I don't feel I've seen him play enough no. to pick him. Yeah. Um, so I've gone. Rob Green um, is my keeper. I just think that I, I I can't believe some of the stick he gets. Actually, he does seem to get a bit of bad press from West Ham fans about his time at West Ham. I don't ever remember being no. feeling unsafe of him goal. I think he's the safest goalkeeper I've ever seen play for us. Yeah, definitely one of them for sure. I mean, I think Greeno was. Um, I think the choice. I think his goalkeepers' rep- rep- reputations are all based on. Obviously, uh, Angelo Bonner could could do a dodgy back pass, and and mm. then Fabianski, yeah, you know, clear it. That's okay. Fabianski has a dodgy back pass, or you know, he, he lets a goal in. I think with Green, it all just stems from. I think just his his time at England. That that, that that's the only I can't remember him making any mistakes. West Ham. Or no, I, I I was going to say exactly that. Um, I think he's the per, the person that I was least worried about. Yeah. If there was a floated ball over, and he went up for it, he very I, well. You know, most goalkeepers do drop things, but I he's the safest pair of hands that I've seen play. Um, and that England game against USA, he was unbelievable in the second half. He made two or three brilliant saves to keep Mm. it at one all. But then obviously, you know, that's not what everybody remembers. Um, no, one mistake and that's it, isn't it? Unfortunately, if if people, if people to watch that back, you'll see that he, he, he earned us, even though there was the mistake, he earned us a point in that game in the end because he made two or three fantastic saves. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it's true. I mean, we had uh, it's come out before your episode, but we had Sebastian Schimmel on the other day, and he was talking about David James, and he was like, "I remember like the first game I saw David James. I played with David James. I was like, oh my god, this guy is a world class goalkeeper. He is phenomenal. He is brilliant." And he goes, and then we played. I can't remember who played. I think it was Blackburn or something. We got we lost seven one. And he made seven oh, mistakes. Blackburn, yeah. <laughs> and he and he made a seven mistake, and he was the worst goalkeeper in the world. And he gets, but he says that's the life of a goalkeeper, and it is. You, you, it's where, where, whereas Antonio can can miss ten shots, ten clear cut shots this season at least, but still be second goal scorer 
in the Premier League ever at West Ham. You know, and people forget, you know, but goalkeepers, they make 10 mistakes. They're out in their ear. Mm. Um, and so he's probably the manager. Hence Roberto yeah. last, last season for last. Um, but put Greeno in. I love him. Greeno number six. One of only 43 players to have played for England and West Ham at the same time. I wonder where I wonder where I've heard that. Before. I know. I wonder <laughs> where. I wonder where. I wonder where I've heard that before. Anyway, oh, that's it. That's anyway, available on YouTube. Um, um, but yeah, forty. It's not a lot, is it? It ain't a lot. Well, from, I think that... uh, from nineteen eleven was our first England player. That's I think. Similar. I think you've. You could almost do a separate series of the 43 players that really should have played for England but didn't because they play for West Ham. Yeah. <laughs> that could be quite good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yes, I can think of three straight away. Or four yeah. straight away, man. Yeah. Yes, as, as is the way with West Ham, unfortunately. Um, right, we've put Greeno in. Uh, let's go to your back three. Who's your first of your back three, then? Um, the first one uh, is Winston Reid. Um... I think he 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 joined in that disastrous Grant season, yeah. um, and looked well off it. Um, yeah. But then that that the, the year we went back up, he was absolutely fantastic in that year we got promoted oh, yeah. and fully cemented down his starting spot, mm-hmm. and was just absolutely solid ever since scored some historic goals the the, the Millwall winner that uh, comes to mind that we all still sing about that that day actually um I was having root canal done uh on the Oxford Road in Reading and I arranged to meet my friend Craig who I go to games with um and I had a completely numb right hand side of my mouth and I was running down the Oxford Road because I'd missed nearly missed the first half of that. And I had a great big swig of beer and it all just fell out the numb side all over this woman <laughs> sat next to me. <laughs> so it's like numb spitty beer all over this poor lady. Oh, I'd never even met, didn't even know she was. Poor gal. <laughs> Poor cow. She'll come back stinking a beer and ask, oh, what happened with you? Oh, well, hopefully he'll be smelling stale beer and forgive her because oh, oh, it's such yeah. a nice smell. Oh, it's like an aphrodisiac, wouldn't it? Just came back, <laughs> particularly with West Ham winning as well. Yeah, no, he's a, I, I, I was really pleased with him to get like at least get some minutes on the pitch for that last, for the championship playoff final as well. Yeah. Because he's had a right shitter of a time and it's like, you know, Brentford he was doing he was doing well because obviously old um, Pontus wasn't playing. He was with sort of his replacement, and and then Pontus came back and he was sort of casted back out. But he still managed to get some minutes, which was great. And and who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with him in the summer, man? You know? Yeah. Who knows? Indeed. Yeah. I, yeah. I just think it's, it's it's good. It'd be nice to have him back. You know, if he, even if it's like with, with Brentford, you know, just to get like a good old clap with the fans and stuff. That's what it's. That's what I love. Because we always, you know, as long because he, it's not like he left in a bad way or at all, no. and he'd get a fantastic reception. He'll always he have, he'd always have a good reception where he comes back, and uh, well deserved as well. Well deserved, and, vi- and vitally the last goal at Upton Park. Yeah, and I mean, which has just created that's just a memory for the ages, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think 
you know, we'll, we'll be talking about that night for generations. Yeah, definitely. It'll be, I mean, he'll always be on the highlights reel, won't he? It, it, yeah. If you like, if you had to do like goals of West Ham's history, he'll be on it forever, forever now. So that's what I mean. It's it's fair play to him. So um, no, I like, I like him. I like him. I do. It is, we've been around for a long time, a long time as well. Um, who's next? But we'll put Winnie in. So Winnie's in. Who we got next? So the central of the three. Uh, is going to be Rio Ferdinand. Um, uh, it was so exciting having him at the heart of your defence as a young kid. How exciting a prospect it was having everybody. He was just getting talked about all the time and he played for yeah. us. Yeah. And I'm so privileged to have seen him in a West Ham shirt because, you know, even though he played... How many games? Over a hundred, well over a hundred games, wasn't it? Must be, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was, it was the, you know, it was the early, it was the late nineties, early two thousands that you went off to Leeds. So be, there's a few people that, you know, well established in their lives now that wouldn't have seen him play, and I'm, nope, I'm, yeah. I'm so privileged that I did, and to, what he went on to go and do. Um, I mean, with Manchester United, won everything under the sun, didn't he? So he did, and, and, I, and I think he 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 went and established himself as a you know as, as an England player, and, and and he's won yeah won everything he could have won with Man United and stuff. And um, I just think uh, it, it's the same sort of in. I think actually he's probably step a step on now with Declan Rice, whereas you know Rio was breaking into the team. It, you know Declan Rice is established in the team and established in England. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, Rio was sort of just, he'd only played a couple of games for England when he was still at West Ham. So, um, yeah. it's, you know, it's like, yeah. But yeah, no, I know what you mean, man. I know what you mean. Right. So we put Rido. We've got Rio. Who's next? Ginger Pele. GP. God bless him. God bless him. Where is he? There he is. There he is. There's GP. Absolutely. Absolutely epitomises West Ham, I think, despite... You know, he's he's Welsh, but he's one of us. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. absolute body on the line will throw himself in front of everything, winning everything in the air. And it's it's scandalous what happened with his contract because if there's a player maybe in the last ten years other than Noble that deserves a testimonial, it's that guy. And yeah, it was strange, I absolutely it? love him to pieces. And I was I was gutted when he left the first time round. Um, I think he was unlucky with injuries when Pardew signed him in Gabadon. Mm. Um, you know, I know Gabadon and Anton struck up a really good partnership at the back. Um, but yeah, what a defender! I think with GP as well. I think he's just. I think. I, do you know what? Like the the first I've said it before about him. The first stint, I'm I. I can't really remember him that well, and 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 but it's the second stint. Obviously, I remember him more because because my my brain's going more than anything. But it was he came back as more of a West Ham player. Do you know what I mean? Came back rugged and with a bald head and a massive beard, and it was just like mm. you know being being under the tutelage of someone like Richard Dunn made him made him the player that he was. You know, he was you know he was a lot more chiselled and rugged, and that's you know that's why we really took to him and. 
he just seemed to get us, you know, there's certain players and, and, and who just, and the fans just react well with, and, and GP was one of them, weren't he? I mean, you know, even if he wasn't playing in the squad, he might be in, in the stand watching us play in Arsenal away or whatever. And I just love people like that. I love players who just get into the club and they're in it, you know, and he's obviously still lives around the area and yeah. stuff like that, despite, you know, obviously being a, being a Cardiff boy. Um, that was quite good. That's quite mm. good. Um, quite impressed. Um, and so yeah, I, I just I think it's great. And and we'll see. You know, there might be. I, I still think there's a, there's a, there's a place for for, for Ging in the in the setup at West Ham. I really do. He's got he's got the he's doing he's doing his badges. He's got the academy. He's the only academy. And you know, the same way that James Collis, uh, Jack James Collins, Jack Collison's now Atlanta junior Atlanta United second team coach. Yeah. Um, I mean, he'll come back when, when Mark takes over. He'll come back, and they'll all come back and be like the Blues Brothers. They're bringing the band yeah. back together. Yeah, why not? That'd be great. great. Be great. Yeah, as long as I just, you know, I just always felt safe when he was starting. Yeah, you know, I know what you mean. Um, absolutely love Ginger Pele. Absolutely some, love him. There's certain players who. Oh, I'm nice, Sorry, there's certain players where you're where you would. You'd, you'd, you know, you'd, if the ball was there, he would put any part of his body, regardless of how hard the ball was coming, just to stop that goal going in. Yeah. And the same way that Suchet did the other this season as well. I think that's why uh, we, a lot of us really are, really, most of us are really enamored with the Czech boys because they have that sort of just want to win at all costs, you know, just put their body on the line, you know, and, and GP was that, yeah, he might sometimes have fucked up occasionally, but it's not for the one to try him. And I think that's, yeah. that's that so easy to be. A, it's so easy to get on with West Ham fans. Just try every game. That's all you have to do is just try. Yeah. And, you know, and it's not hard. It's not, I mean, I mean, you know, GP isn't like, you know, Maldini or Be- Beckenbauer, but he tried and he was he's like, like a Pele, team. though. Yeah, he is. He's ginger <laughs> Pele. Exactly. And I love a player who, who, because he always used to go into the Chav corner, didn't he, and throw his shirt in there. Yeah. And I love a player who does it like, like they they want to do it rather than they feel like they can contractually obliged to do it. He like he would take off and give it to a kid and love it, love him. Anyway, come on, James, come on the show. You know you want to come in. Hopefully we're on soon. Um, that'd be awesome. Um, right, okay. So you got a back three goalkeeper. Let's go wing backs then. Let's go. Let's go left wing back. I've um, despite what I said about McCloskey, only seen him play once. I, you you just cannot. I just cannot leave Julian Dix out. It's yeah. got to be Dixie, a left wing back. Um, I mean, obviously, I saw him a lot um, on the telly before I before I yes, first right. went. That counts. Um, and I only um got you know when I first started going, he was injured, so he was he had his big injury when I had when I went to my first game, and I didn't see him play until i think the 98 99 season so two years later yeah um i only saw him play once um but my god what a player Amazing. and there's one for you how on earth did he not play for england list oh. i know it's, it's it's incredible and and for me it's like he was just I think he's one of those players, you know, we, people get it now. And until recently, people had it with Declan Rice, didn't they? Where they were saying, oh, he's not a good player. I don't really think he's very good. Uh, oh, nonsense. Same, same as Julian Dix, though. Julian Dix just thought it was just a yob. Everyone thought yeah, it was just a wow. massive yob. And it was just so far from the truth. Yeah, he liked to tackle, but he had an absolute wonderful left foot in. And 
yeah, it was it was just he was a, a phenomenal player. Scored the first ever goal I saw at Upton Park. Um and yeah, I just I just love him. I just love him. I think he's a really nice bloke as well, like really cracking guy. Um right, so we put Mr. Dix in. So if we put Mr. Dix on the left wing back, who's gonna go in the right wing back position? This this was the toughest decision. Oof. Um I it was a three way split Ooh. between uh Timmy Breaker and Sebastian Schemmel. By by friend of the channel. I know. But I'm pretty sure this guy has done one as well. Yeah, he has. Trevor Sinclair. And he's oh. been on he's been on your um quiz show, which oh. um this is this is you should always come clean about things, but I I use that Wheel of Fortune PowerPoint in my lessons at school. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? It's good, isn't it? It's absolutely quality. <laughs> I'm going to use it at Christmas. It's <laughs> the so family good. Games. The family. I can give you. I'll send you the family fortunes one as well. That's good. One. Yeah. Um. No. It's yeah. That's great. Yeah. Trev. Brilliant. Love Trev. So he's been shoe shoe on in really because it's right wing back. But, but I just that, couldn't. He played, he played that position though. He did play that. position. Yeah, he did, and I just could, I couldn't leave him out. And no. I mean, I, I'm gutted to leave out Schemmel because that 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 season under Raider where he deservedly won Hammer of the Year, he was absolutely class. Yeah, and um, you know he he joined on loan, didn't he? Originally under Redknapp, and he did did play in that game at United when we won at Man United. Favorite, um, it's his favorite ever game. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I asked him that exact question. That was his favorite. It was, it was his second game for us. I think yeah. he had a, I think he played at Charlton in a draw, and then he played Man United. And uh, yeah, favorite game ever. He said, and uh, and it's funny. It's, it's funny talking to him. He's so funny. But yeah, because obviously, I think yeah, because I, I think originally, I think Rhoda scouted him. Yeah. Um, for Redknapp, and so you know, it was always so Rhoda always liked him when Redknapp left. And I said, and I said to him, I said, Seb, man, it's like, let me, let's talk about the hair. Because obviously, you know, when I, because I, I mean, he's on, he's on my Amazon 11. We're, and, look, and on his picture, look, he's, you see him at the far right. He had the long hair, didn't he? He had the hair with the yeah. hairband. And he went, yeah, so I cut my hair and I was shit. I'd have loved, <laughs> I'd have loved you to have asked this. Yeah. But I seem to remember there being something. It was something to do with. I think when we we beat Derby four 0 on Boxing Day that season, yeah, and I seem to remember Trevor Sinclair scoring a goal, yeah, and then celebrating doing that, yeah, yeah. So the story is: Did he have to get his hair cut? Yeah, this is the story. So it's it's been revealed. You'd already know it because you'd, you'd have seen it already. So like the story is that basically, Sing, the basically Schemmel had said to him, "Look, if you score a goal, and we're talking about cutting his hair, because if you score a goal, you can cut my hair." All right, and it, was, it apparently went for four or five weeks. And he goes, "If you don't score, you have to donate hundred quid to a children's charity or something like that." Da, 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 da. And then obviously he scored. And then the next day, I think that was that was the Boxing Day because yeah, because Trevor Sinclair never always scored Boxing Day. Um, and then it was like yeah, shortly after he was in training, and it was and his barbers were was yeah him was Sinks, uh, John Moncur, and Paolo Di Canio were his barbers. I was like. How? 
why would you let because i don't know this is but as soon as they cut my hair i was shit my my, my west ham career went downhill and it's so true i didn't want to be he said it not me so that's okay um but yeah he's top like but but trev is yeah trev i mean i i loved my door trevor sinclair and in fact look he's you can just see it we can't see him but he's he's where is it he's there He's he's right back. He's a right wing, so he's on my team anyway. So I put Trev in. Um, well, I feel a bit bad having selected Trevor Sinclair and then spent most of the time talking about Sebastian Schemmel. Yeah, but Trevor um, Sinclair is brilliant. He's just he's a lovely boy. What an lovely exciting boy. player! Yes, uh, he's 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 with the exception of Trevor Brookin, I think he's my dad's favourite player. Tricky Trev. He's he said Trevor. absolutely fantastic player. Mm. Oh, it's so good seeing him play. Yeah. Brilliant, it's absolutely true. brilliant. He was my he was my granddad's favorite favorite player at the time. He was the only one he could recognise because he was his eyesight was going. So <laughs> basically, any 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 black player for West Ham, anything that was done good, was Trevor Sinclair. Could have been could have been Mark Vivian Foe. Could have been Shaka Hislop. Cabba Diawara. <laughs> it could have been Cabba. It could have been Cabba. It could have been uh, I can't at the time, but anyway, it could have been Freddie Canute. But no, yeah. it was Trevor Sinclair. Bloody only the only good player on the pitch. Um, and yeah, and not, not only that, not only was a great player on the pitch, but he's a great player off the pitch. He's a lovely mm. man, and you know, you see the way he interacts with people on Twitter. Not just West Ham, but Man City fans and Blackpool fans. He's still really yeah. QPR fans, and that shows the mantle of a man, I think the fact that he can still have that, you know, uh, there's nothing. And, and that's like the, that's like the modern day autograph now, getting a follow or a retweet from your football fat football hero, you know, particularly now we can't do any signatures or, or socially distance, but nowadays it's all about who follows who. And, you know, Trevor, yeah. I love him. As you said, he's been, he's helped us out a few times, been on a few of our shows, bless him. Um, he likes a glass of red wine, though, I must say. That's a nice a glass of oh, red wine. Oh, there we go. Maybe we can share a glass now he's in my team. Yes, yes. Or share a bottle. Yeah. Share a bottle. Well, if you've got Jimmy Walker, well, more than the bottle with Jimmy. But, yeah. Um, right, so we'll put sinks in. Uh, centre mid, first central midfielder. Declan Rice. Declan Rice. Straight in there. Honestly, having been lucky enough to have seen... Uh, well, I, I guess I call them the class of the class of ninety eight. I don't know, class of ninety nine. Yeah, Lampard, like Ferdinand, Johnson. Yep. Cole, Defoe. At this at this age now, he's better than all of them. I I agree. I agree. Where where he is now in, in his in his career, I, I that's what we're saying about Rio. You know, Rio was sort of breaking it. He's still played over hundred games for us, but so is Dick, and mm. he hasn't broken a sweat really. Mm. And not only that, but he's played 18 times for England now, something like that. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and I just think, I think, you know, he's established himself, not just in West Ham, but in the Premier League as one of the top midfielders in the Premier League. And I don't think there's anyone better in his position. I really don't. No, I mean, you can, you can understand. I mean, the Leeds fans will say Phillips, we'll say Deck, but... I, I love that we can just all we can all come together and want them both to play. I mean, they yeah. both played, they both complemented each other brilliantly. Oh, I thought yeah. it was going to be way too defensive, but it yeah. was just a very efficient performance, wasn't it, against it was, uh, Croatia? It was, similar, it was similar in how Deck and Thomas play together. Yeah, 
you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and Phillips had like, the freedom yeah, to go forward, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was yeah. almost that type of thing, and, and it was almost – and, you know, I'd like to think that Southgate's looked at Deck's best position and the way he plays best and, and how to play the players around him. And, yeah, I just think he's he's phenomenal. And and when you think he's only – 22 something like that it's it's mental it's mental how many games he's played of us how many games he's captained you know and i've said it before like you know when mark wasn't on the pitch we Dex can be captain isn't you know, it there's no two ways about it we know Declan rice is gonna be captain the mad lads only was 21 22 at the time and he just took that mantle like he was kept being captain for years i just love him He's just so likable too, isn't he? Like yeah. when he, even when he gets interviewed post match, he he's not a monotoned, media trained no. answer, is it? It's all, exactly. he's all, you know, he's just he's just so happy to be doing what he's doing. You can just tell. And I, I just, I, I just hope I think, that um, you know, that he's now he's already got he's established himself as an England starter, yeah, and that might mean that he's going to stay with us a bit longer than everybody thought last at the end of last season let's hope so anyway well i think yeah but especially at the beginning like as you said in the close season last season we're almost walking him out the door you know Mm. it's it's off to chelsea lampard oh good luck to you he does well now it's like well you know when rio comes out and says you know when someone asked him the question on Twitter, wasn't it? Who's who's going to be number six for man city man united next year and he put welcome declan rice and everyone's Mm. like Come on, Rio, sort it out, you know. But uh, no, I think it's great, and I just think he and he's the type of player who will go into any team and improve him straight away. You know, Man, Man United, Man City, Real Madrid. You know, all these type teams could he could go in and just make their team so much better already. And that's the mark of a great player, I think. And uh, I, I, I have these claret tinted glasses, and I, I would love to think that he will be our next Mister West Ham. You know, it's almost like, you know, he's a very astute boy. And, you know, seeing how we feel about Mark Noble and knowing about the history and how he's sort of become a West Ham fan since playing for West Ham and all his cousins, his nephews, and all West Ham fans, you know, he could easily, at this rate, be surpassing Bobby Moore, Billy Bonds in terms of... and, and. and I always revert back to listening to Peter Crouch's podcast the other day when he was talking about Mark Noble, saying how he's, he was jealous of Mark because, you know, he's going to be a legend at West Ham and, and Crouch is never going to be a legend at Tottenham or QPR mm. or Liverpool or Stoke or Portsmouth because he, he moved about. Whereas Mark Noble, despite the fact he won bugger all, will be, could easily have a, a stand named after him, you know, that type of thing. And I think I'd love to think Deck feels the same, but who knows? Who knows? Wishful thinking, king of wishful thinking, as, as quite right. As, as Go West would say, right? We'll put we'll put Deck in. Okay, Deck's in. Who's he going to partner in that in that central midfielder? I hope this hasn't messed up with your graphics, but I've literally changed my mind during the stream. That's right. <laughs> um, I've 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 got to go, Mark Noble. He's got I to think. go, Mark Noble. Yeah. It was. Um, I I was changing, chopping and changing him and Parker around. But it's it's just got to be, it's got to be Naves. Yeah, uh, absolute epitome of West Ham. It's and for me, next season when he finishes is going to be horrendous. Um, he's the he's the last link to the old ground. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I know Cresswell played there, but 
he's that would be the yeah the last link to what West Ham used to be. Um, yeah. I'm still mean. not sold on this new ground yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's got to love him to pieces. He's a he's a uh, he's he's, he's a, just a throwback, isn't he? A throwback to a to a you know an, an era where you know you're lo- you know you played for your local team, uh, you know the team that he. You know, and he said in that Peter Crouch scene, the team that he would, you know, support and he would sneak underneath the uh, the gates to go and see yeah. or, or play some of the fiver to get into sneak him and his mate in, all that stuff. And now he's played for over 500 games for the club. He's been a one-man club. He's you know, he's one bugger all, you know, whereas, you know, it's obviously Bonzo and and and, uh, and Moro, they, they won stuff, <laughs> albeit one or two tries. He's one fuck all, um, and he's he stuck with us. Um, yeah. And I think the fact that he's played under so many managers, and they've all picked him, they've all picked him as captain, or most of them picked the captains when he's obviously been old enough, just speaks volumes for me in terms of what he brings to the team. Yeah, I think the fact that he's been with us through an, an absolute roller coaster of a ride, really. I mean, yeah. you know, broke into the team under Pardew, um, got given his real sort of really found his feet under Kerbishly. He he didn't play as much as I felt he deserved he should have done under Pardew. No. Um but he's I don't know if he was protecting him or just didn't trust him. I don't know. Um but um he's you know been through that grant season um going straight back under Allardyce that last year at Upton Park the relegation battles at the new he's- ground where everyone was hating it i mean and, he's, um, been, he's, he's been through it all hasn't he? he has been through it all and and again in the same way that in the same way that you know Whitson reed will always be sort of you know cemented in west ham history so will mark you know the the yeah. last captain at the new ground the first the, the old ground the first captain at the new ground you know the testimonial all these types of things and he and he's a fan as well and again that's something which doesn't happen a lot and, and i think we don't appreciate that it, it, as much as maybe we should do um you know i think we always have this sort of, nost- sort of nostalgic view of footballers that they they love the club they play for and da, 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 and where you know for a lot of, it's their job and where mark it's not it's his passion he could have moved on he could have gone to other clubs but he never did he stayed at west ham and i just think he's i mean you know he's got a job at life at west ham isn't he yeah it's just that um that testimonial obviously with the with the exception of the um the last game that was my favorite game that season that was so special to go and watch yeah and you see you see testimonials so often and there's a load of empty seats in there yeah there's absolutely packed and it was get, going back and seeing the players that you saw when you were a kid all play it was just it was just it wasn't it wasn't just about Nobes, that was just an, an absolute celebration of West Ham, really. Exactly, yeah. It was exactly almost it like the start of the closing ceremony to the ground, almost. Yeah. It was almost a bit of, it was the start of the celebrations, you know? Yeah. It was like no, a greatest hits. Wonderful day. It was like a greatest hits tour, wasn't it? Where it's like, you know, even, yeah. with, even with Dino doing his bicycle kick and, and Paolo just wanting to play everywhere and, mm. you know, Adrian running the pitch. And, and yeah, it was just like, it was just a lovely day. It was just like, you know, it was one of those days which were just, 
you could just enjoy it. I think someone I was talking to, there was someone who was, who I saw a talk about the last game in the boat, uh, the bowling and now it was just so nervous. And you know, that testimonial, I think everyone, it was like, that was like the, as you said, the closing set, that was like the last game because they could just enjoy the game. It was just entertainment. We, we had nothing riding on it. It was, it was a testimonial, but it had just had all your favorite players. Yeah. No one can remember the score, but it doesn't matter. It was just mm. the event being there. And, uh, I think it was obviously Mark pushing it through to make sure it was at the bowling rather than necessarily maybe at the stadium. You know, he made sure it was going to be at the bowling, which I think was a a, a critical thing for us. But uh, and yeah, it also loving... means I've actually seen Julian Dix play twice. Well, there we go. Yeah. You've seen him play twice. Yeah, albeit <laughs> not not his best state. Bless him. Um, no. But he got on the pitch again. Bless him. Right. Okay. So we'll put Rice. We'll put Noble. Who we, who's next? So we've got a cent- centre attack in mid next. Hmm. Ile Berkovich. Oh, love him. Love Ile. Oh, he was so exciting to watch. And when you're in that, the first couple of years of going to your games, he was such an integral part of, well, the 97-98 season where we nearly qualified for Europe and then the 98-99 season where we did qualify for Europe. He he just seemed to be involved in everything. Um such an exciting player um and hugo porfirio played in the first game i went to and i he was he was one of my first favorite players yeah um but Ber- berkovich was and west ham love a flair player don't they where oh, we've yeah. where we've got collins and Dix and and rice and noble um from the more physical side of the game we we love a flair player oh yeah um yeah I just could I just couldn't bring myself to put Payet in with the way he left. Um so it's Berkovich for me. Yeah. Definitely. I mean he was great. I think Berkovich was great. And we when we did our John Arson appreciation night, some of those so many of those goals yeah. were just basically Berkovich playing him in. I remember interviewing John about him and he was like like, you know, I can't thank you enough for that season, like seventy five percent of my goals must have come from him. And you know, then he kicks him in the head. But um yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. it's <laughs> but but he's just he was just I think he's the type of player who would really thrive in the Premier League now because it's yeah. like you know, in the way someone like David Silver played for years at Man City, you know, and he would be the same. He would just like put in the strings and he'd be in the top four team now, putting the strings. And he's probably the one of them. There's some there's some players who, you know, if you walk down the street, you'd be like, Oh, look, there's Trev, oh look, there's Julian Dix or or you know. I know Winston Reid or, or, or mm. James Collins, Berkovich. You know, he just walked past him. He's, yeah. The years have not been kind to I. Yeah, um, but uh, no, he's great, absolutely great, fantastic player. And I think really, the guy where you sort of you only really appreciate when you look back and watch the season highlights and stuff like that to see what a great player he was for us. A fantastic mm. player. Um, right, okay, we put Eyal on. So up up front, who's your first striker? John Hartson. Ah, there we go. The perfect pairing. Yeah. And they've made up now because they're in my team. There we go. Um, Yeah. um, Just remember going to games in those first two seasons and having having a striker up front that you knew was going to score just doesn't happen very often these days. Um, But I absolutely love John Hartson. I think... He's just had everything. He was physical and aggressive. Mm. 
but was a hell of a finisher as well. Um, yeah, brilliant. Um, he, I, I managed to meet him uh, when he was playing for West Ham still. I went to the, they used to do the Merlin Premier League swap shops at the end of the season. And I went to, I saw us draw nil-nil with Derby and he got sent off. I think he punched Igor Stimach. Yeah. And uh, he got a four-match ban. And, the, the, you know, the, the, the swap shop I went to was in, is in Southampton. So we were expecting the celebrity guest to be like Francis Benali or, yeah, 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 or yeah. someone like that. And then John Hartson walks out. <laughs> we were like, what? what? So we went over and uh, got our stickers signed. And my dad got his autograph as well. And he asked John to make it out to Burfie, which is his nickname, Burfie. And he took it to cricket the next day, showed everyone in the dressing room. And one, someone says, that says Buffy. And John had written Buffy instead of Burfy. So for about three seasons, he was called Buffy. That was his nickname. Oh, brilliant. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's like we had a kid at school who, uh, who when we was like infant school, junior school, something like that. And a substitute, substitute teacher called him uh his name is thomas tom stroud but for some reason he called him tom trout and so we still call him trout now like 35 years later is that all right trout <laughs> is that brilliant but uh, john arkson i mean it was funny looking back at a lot of his goals i always assumed he was as you said this big like you know he was well, he's a big lad anyway but you know like lots of commanding headers they weren't he most a lot of his goals were like just shots you know like proper shots and almost putting so much power behind it the keeper would parry loads of the shots he, he just couldn't get couldn't get enough purchase on the ball you know he was yeah. a fantastic player and obviously had that one phenomenal I've... season one I think about there is when we got knocked out the FA Cup against Arsenal, he scored an equaliser where he just sort of fired one in on the edge of the box mm. to the near post. And Alex Manninger was in goal for them that year and he just seemed to keep everything out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a hell of a goal, that one. It's a shame we went on to lose on penalties, but... Um... That was a great goal. It's the way in it with West Ham, unfortunately. But yeah, top boy as well. Top boy with Johnny is. Right, so we've got Berkovich, we've got Hartson. Last player. Oh, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? It is Paolo Di Canio. I've heard of him. <laughs> yeah, uh, you you can't leave him out. No. He's the the best player I've ever seen, I think. And that's even when you throw in the Payet season, that's even when you throw in some of the amazing players that have played for us. He's the one player that I think you were excited because you were going to watch him, not because you were going to watch West Ham. And you knew something, he'd do something. It's just, and he's, you know, when people make like the throwaway comment that he's worth the entrance fee alone, he always was. Yeah. And I think people just yeah, I mean you you've you've only got to look back and just see the impact he had on games. And the thing is if you go back and watch season reviews and things, it misses out so much of what he did. There's only so much stuff you can fit in yeah. 3 minutes of highlights. <laughs> But he was he'd just constantly dance round people, sit people down, nutmeg people. Just so exciting. So yeah. exciting. And 
just the bond he had with the fans, just he's part of the club and he's yeah. he will be for a long, long time and he'll be talked about forever. Oh yeah. And he will it's... he will be like, you know, when when people talk about for different reasons but when people talk about more bonds and brooking and and that totally. we'll be we'll be talking about him in 40 50 years time saying oh you're you missed you missed decanio you know and it's one of those things i think we, we part it's funny it's funny we were saying i was only saying thing to say today and and we were talking about decanio and he was saying in the, he's exactly the same thing he's like you know you would talk you talk about paolo and you talk about Trevor Brookin, and you talk about, you know, all these great players and you talk about Paolo Di Canio. And he said, and I said, yeah, but I think, I think Paolo knows that as well, you know, because like, to be fair, he was on the scrap heap. He was on mm. the scrap heap and, and Harry took a punt. Harry took a punt mm. with him. And despite the fact, you know, that people who were friends with Harry or not even Harry himself said, you know, people thought I was mad to take a punt with him. Um, I took a punt with him and, and because of, the way he played because the way he interacted with fans because the fans took to him because again we like you said we like a skillful player but we like a player who plays with heart as well and very rarely do those two come together and yeah. when they do it's special and so obviously Di Canio was, was a special one and then you know playing at West Ham he was then put in the bracket of Trevor Brookin and people like that at West Ham he was put in the bracket of Zola and Omri and Bergkamp in in sort of Premier League history that would never have happened at Sheffield Wednesday. Mm. Carbone, bless them, but it wouldn't have happened. And I think he yeah. knows that as well. So although there's there's a lot of love for West Ham, there's a lot of love for basically you know saving his career really and going to have the career he had. You know he would have been a been a totally different story. But I know exactly what you mean. You'd have paid your money just to go and watch him. You didn't know what Paolo was going to turn up. Um, that's why I was. I mean that whole period was just so exciting for a West Ham fan because you didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. That Redknapp era, so unpredictable. I mean, obviously, we're doing it now. You know, I'm doing these sort of, you know, looking at these not so great signings, and a lot of them are in the Redknapp era. But it's, but that's that again is part of the fabric of that season. Those seasons, it was like it is about Marco Bugas and it is about Darnie and De Canio and Ruddock and Ian Wright, and it was just a, a fantastically exciting time. And Trevor Sinclair, sorry, Trev. Um, it was just a fantastically exciting time. Um, and he epitomised it. Absolutely epitomised yeah. that boy. Yeah, absolutely epitomised it. Top, top boy. Right. So, don't worry about the slight change because, hey, I let it roll without you, without you even realising. I've let it roll uh, because there is – where's the team? There's the team. See? Yeah, you see? Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Champions League having a laugh. No, very good. Love it, man. I like it. Nice balance. I think it looks yeah, great. Looks great on paper, doesn't it? Looks great in their <laughs> pomp. In their pomp, it looks great, man. But uh, Tom, 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 it's been a pleasure, man. It's been a pleasure, my friend. It's been no, thank pleasure. you very much for having me, mate. It's I've watched so many of these, and it's great to be on one. It really is. Yeah. No, Talking no. about my favourite thing, West Ham. I know. Easy, isn't it? It's it's it's, uh, it's the best thing to do. Come a YouTube channel where you talk about West Ham. Brilliant. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Or you can talk for five hours with Gatesy. Well, oh. yeah. Um, I, I, I'm glad it didn't go on for five hours. That's for sure. I think that's, that's a good amount of time. <laughs> An hour's enough. But anyway, thank you very much, Tom. And obviously, thank you to everyone for watching as well. Give it a share. Give it a like. Give it a subscribe. If you're listening on, if you want to listen to it on a podcast, we're 
part of Sports Social now, so you can listen to more on, on Spotify or whatever and on Sports Social sites and stuff. But anyway, for myself and from Tom, take care and stay safe. Wash those hands, get those jabs when you get your appointments. Come on, you irons, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Much love. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.